0: God, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. oh, when I was your foe, Lord, when I was your foe, still your love fought for me, thank you, Lord. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so kind to me. Love of God, whoa, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Whoa, the overwhelming never ends. Love of God, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. -hmm. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down Coming after me No shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me No wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down Coming after me Let's sing it again No shadow Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Whoa, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Whoa, it chases me down. Till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Whoa, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. There's no shadow. No shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. No wall, you won't kick down. Lie, you won't tear down. Coming after me. Let's sing it again. No shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. Down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Whoa, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Whoa, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you get. Yourself away Oh, the overwhelming Never-ending Reckless love of God
1: Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your wonderful love that never runs dry, it never comes out, it never empties. It's always there for us. So, Lord, thank you and Lord, we depend upon Your love so much, each and every day, Lord, just to see us through. We welcome Your love and Your touch upon us today, in the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, a few weeks ago we were uh, preaching about uh, the agape of God, and uh, that's the agape that uh, that that love that just never ends the one who wrote that song said it was reckless but it's really very intentional meaning reckless meaning it just never it never runs out it never it doesn't even matter god will love us anyway he loves the whole world so live in that love church live and receive that love today well praise the lord father lord we come before you today And uh, we understand your love, we receive your love. But Lord, there may be someone in our family, someone that we know, our friend, or where we live, or in our neighborhood, Lord, that just needs your love. We pray for them today. We pray, Lord, for anyone that we know that is not walking in that love to yield to the Spirit of God that's wooing them back into a relationship with you. So, Lord, um, thank you for your never-ending love. We give you the praise for it today. I wonder if it's possible for you to set up a little altar in your home just right now, just make this next, uh, next five minutes a time to really get alone with you, with the Lord, rather, and really to seek His face.
0: Are you hurting and broken within? Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, oh, oh, come to the altar, oh, come to The altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Oh, what a savior. is risen bow down before him for he is lord of all sing hallelujah jesus is risen Christ is risen Bow down before Him For He is Lord of all Sing hallelujah Christ is risen Yes, Lord Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasures you've found. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you've found.
1: Christ. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, that you are here for us, and we come to the altar, Lord. We come right now before you, understanding that through your blood we have relationship with you. We come, Lord today, for a fresh infilling, a fresh covering, perhaps. We welcome you, Lord, into our hearts as our personal Lord and Savior today. And we pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may be the men and the women of God, the children of God, that you really designed us to be. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for hearing our praises today, Lord. And may your blessing be upon the the rest of this service this morning. Lord, it's all for your glory, all for your purposes. And, Lord, we also want to pray... For every church this morning that's on live stream, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, Lord, there is no competition whatsoever. We're all in the same boat trying to get the word out there, trying to nourish the people that are you've put into our charge. But we pray, Lord, for every church that's proclaiming the gospel today on live stream or social media to be blessed. And may many, countless millions of people hear the gospel message through this means today, we thank you and we praise you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. It's always a, it's always a, a, a refreshing time for me personally when, uh, when we worship the Lord. Um, I miss Stacy not leading us today. But uh, Lord willing, she'll be back next week. But uh, it's good to worship God. It's always good to worship God, even when we may not even feel like it. It never says in the Bible to worship the Lord when you feel like it. It just says to worship the Lord. So we are worshiping the Lord. Well, I had shared earlier this morning when we started that uh, those of you at New Life are familiar, that our dear brother Stan Chris uh, has gone home to be with the Lord. Um, We're going to show his picture in just a moment. I want to read something that I sent out to the church in case you missed it. But this is the announcement that we sent out uh, yesterday. Our dear brother in Christ, Stan Chris, went home to be with the Lord uh, this morning, which was yesterday morning, having succumbed to the coronavirus disease. Uh, Please keep Gloria, his wife, in your prayers as she is fighting the disease as well. She's on a two-week quarantine right now and is not taking any calls. Had a great talk with Gloria yesterday. Um, She's really in a good place spiritually. This couple was very close to the Lord, uh, having walked with the Lord for many, many years. Certainly sad, you know, at her husband's passing, but her faith is so strong. Stan was a pillar in our church, a faithful man of God for many, many years. He always had a smile on his face, And a prayer on his lips. Uh, Faithful in serving on our prayer team, our kids' ministries, our communion team, and other areas as needed. He was always supportive and prayerful toward the ministry of new life. Stan personally spoke life over me and Pamela many times. He leaves a legacy of great faith in Jesus and great hope for the body of Christ. Funeral arrangements will be made in the future as soon as possible. Please keep the family and many friends of the Chris's in your prayers during this difficult time. And we close with a scripture from Psalm 116, verse 15. How precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Let me say it again. How precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Meaning, is precious in the sight of the Lord when one of his faithful servants on earth graduates into eternity to be with the Lord. So we keep that tucked in our heart. It's a, a glorious time for, for Stan and for the Lord, really, and for the body of Christ to recognize that. Certainly we grieve, and many are, are grieving at this time, and rightfully so. We need to have time to grieve but um, uh, Stan was, was one that would uh, always be singing. He'd always be praying. He'd always have a smile on his face, literally, and always had a word of encouragement. I want to take a moment to, uh, to pray uh, for Gloria and to pray for the family. And then uh, we're going to show his picture. And uh, as, as the picture is up there, I want to lead a song uh, that most of you probably know is called It Is Well With My Soul. Uh, so, a- as we get into it, um, I'm sure it'll be familiar once we get started. But let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Dear Father, Lord, we uh, thank you for the times that we had with our brother Stan. What a wonderful man of God. Thank you for his wife, Gloria. Thank you for their faithful ministry here at the church for many, many years thank you, Lord, for their faithful years of ministry to you that go beyond their time at this church. They were also involved in another church up in New Hampshire prior. And so, Lord, we pray for Gloria today. We pray for the children and the grandchildren, the brothers and other relatives and friends that are grieving. Lord, it was, it was a sudden thing, in a, in a sense, but certainly not something that you were not aware of. So we just commit the family to you, Lord, now that You would touch them and encourage them and comfort them with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, for Gloria in particular, may she know without a shadow of a doubt two things. One, that Stan is with you. And two, that you are now with her as she goes through this season of her life. We thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Peace like a river, attend my way when sorrow. Oh, the bliss of this glory.
1: Dan Chris, 77 years young, home with the Lord today. Hallelujah. We will be announcing a special memorial service for him as soon as we can gather again. So uh, we're on hold for that right now. One of the great uh, purposes of the church is to do what we just did. To worship God, to pray, and to encourage one another as we go through difficult times or times that are less than ideal. So we trust that the Lord is is helping new life and others uh, deal with this loss. When you think about it, there's a lot of loss in our nation right now, Um, across the whole world. There's a lot of death. And we would do well, I think, to pause for a moment and pray one more time uh, for the Lord to comfort those families of how many people? Thousands, I don't know, thousands and thousands uh, of families that are affected by their loved one having passed, having died from this coronavirus. And others that are dealing with someone in their family that's been exposed to it or that has it and is fighting it. So let's pray one more time. Father, Lord, for this coronavirus, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a sudden end to this disease. We pray, Lord, that whatever is going on in the spiritual realm through this, that, those, that that would be accomplished, that, Lord, millions would come to you as a result of this. We pray, Lord, for the families of those that have lost loved ones all over our communities, our nation, and the world, We pray that your Holy Spirit would comfort them and help them uh, cope with their loss. We pray, Lord, for others that are infected with this disease, that they would rebound and get better. We pray, Lord, that those families as well would be encouraged and not lose hope. We pray, Lord, for those that are in the hospital right now, so sick with this disease, that they would find peace and solace in knowing that you are there with them. So we pray, Lord, for a releasing of your spirit upon those that are sick to bring healing, but also to bring peace and to bring salvation where it's necessary. So, Lord, we we surrender all this to you. We pray for your will to be done in all these things and that through it, Lord, you and you alone will be glorified. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Well, I don't know how long this has been going on. I, I kind of lost track. Is it Five weeks, I think it might be our fifth week here, doing live streams. Uh, I wanted to commend the church for your faithfulness and your offerings and your tithes. Uh, many have dropped them off at the church or sent them through the mail or, or donated through our website. Uh, either way is perfectly fine, but thank you for doing that. Uh, we still are supporting our missionaries, which which is quite a, quite a big chunk. And so we, we depend on those tithes and offerings uh, to, to maintain the things that, that we've been doing. So uh, you can mail in your tithe check to the church, uh, 966 Main Street, Haverhill. Or you can go to our church website, newlifechristianag.com, and go to the uh, giving area, and there's a, a clear explanation as, as to how to give uh, that way. Uh, or you could drop it by the church, just let us know. We've even made a few house calls to pick up some tithes in the last week or so. So either way, uh, we, will, uh, we will bring this, the, the tithing offering into the storehouse so that we can uh, distribute and do the things that we need to do. Also, um, thank you, Mike and Valerie Horgan and team that uh, picked up that pallet of groceries and household supplies uh, on Friday, I believe that was, or Thursday. Uh, we've been distributing these as, as there's a need for them But if you are in need uh, or you know someone who is in need of groceries or some household supplies, please uh, get a hold of us. Let us know and uh, we'll make arrangements for you to come and uh, pick up some supplies uh, right here from the church. Uh, There's also some hams available and uh, someone told me early this morning actually that they are prepared to be making meals uh, for those people that are shut in and can't get out that need a, a hot meal or a good meal. So if you're in any need like that, please, please let us know. We want to help you. We have everything ready to go, and uh, we're just waiting for for more people to respond uh, to our to our plea. We want to help you, so please get a hold of us. Well, this morning we have a guest speaker today, um, not uh, uh, not uh, not a, uh, an unfamiliar face for many of you. Our associate pastor Bill Spurioi will be sharing the word. Uh, Pastor Bill and his wife Heidi Just faithful servants of the Lord uh, We're so blessed to have them uh, Working alongside of us uh, So I'm looking forward to the message today I want to encourage you to get your Bibles Or your, your Bible app ready And uh, let's get ready for the uh, the Preaching of the Word of God Give a, give a welcome in your home if you can uh, For Pastor Bill Spertioni. Come on up Pastor Bill
2: Thank oh. you Pastor <laughs> Social Thank distance you, It's okay. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Well, that's definitely one of the things I miss with what's going on is um, being able to uh, touch people and uh, hug people and uh, just just a touch sometimes. You know, it's um, definitely one of the things I've been missing, Uh, and I know someday we will again. And um, you know, and I and I also think of Stan, and I think of Stan as a, a pillar. He was a pillar. He was a pillar of God, much loved. His smile was, you know, his smile glistened. It did. When he smiled, he glistened, and he had a pure joy. And um, the Lord took him. It was his time. We don't need to understand it. It just was his time. And I think there's a lot of things in life that we don't understand, and that is one. Um, But we know where he is. We know he's with him. And uh, we definitely lift up Gloria and know that the Lord will also be with her at this time. We are going through a a very unique time right now. I have noticed a lot of things that we enjoy or consider normal are being taken away or changed in some way with the current circumstances. And my question for each of you today is, how are we handling this? What has it done to your lives Has it brought you closer to the Lord? I know for myself, I'm adjusting and continuing with the joy of the Lord, but at times I desperately need to just step back and just get with him and get with his Holy Spirit and allow him to um, strengthen me. I think we all need that right now is to just step back from what we see and what's going on, and just get strengthened by him. We need his strength right now through this. I know I'm doing my best I can to be a light for for the people around me. And um, in a very dark time for many people, people need us to be strong. They need us to be a light. They need us to be an example. Um, I took a trip down to Lawrence the other day just to make a deposit in a bank. And I pulled up to the bank, and um, right away I, I, I get right outside the bank, and uh, it was complete chaos. There was cars lined up for the um, for the drive-throughs all the way out into the into the main street. There was people everywhere, um, and I looked at the line for the ATM was out the door and down the sidewalk, and then I looked at, um, the, at some of the workers that were there. The manager, I know the manager well. I've seen him many times. He was there. He had his mask on, his gloves on, and he was doing um, transactions through people's windows in their vehicles. And I, and some of the tellers also were. And um, and I looked and I said, could, I could just feel, I felt like you could just feel the fear and you could feel the, uh, the this, that, that sense. But in me, I, I was peaceful. I had a peace. And at first, my first reaction was, um, Hey, I'm not even going to bother. Look at this chaos. I don't want anything to do with that. But the Lord said, "No, go." So I got, I went, I went, and I got. I had to find a parking place down the street. I went down the street, parked, had to walk in, had to get in line. You know, and everybody kept their distance and everything. You know, but the gentleman in front of me, he just um, all of a sudden started talking. in um he just started sharing how he doesn't, he doesn't see an end to this. He doesn't see how this is going to go back to normal. He, it just he, You could just tell he was completely consumed by fear. And, I, and I'm standing there and I'm saying, but I'm peaceful. So, you know, I, I shared my peace with him through this. I shared the Lord with him. You know, and, and it wasn't... thats and One thing I had to realize is that I couldn't do it in a very arrogant way. I had to be kind, I had to be gentle, and I had to be understanding of where he is at and how many people feel. And at times, we're all at that place. We all probably sense that, but then we need to pull back and get back with the Lord. And I shared the Christ with him, and as we got through the line, you can see his language changed, his countenance changed, everything about him changed. And when he got up to the teller and he was all done with his transactions, he thanked me. And he left with joy in his heart. So I think that's what the Lord wants for us, is that he wants us at this time to be strong, to be stable, and to be with him. Even in a time when we, we look around us and we see complete chaos, we can still have his peace, and we can be a presence of his peace. And that's what I pray for all of us, that we can be there. But with this being said, I think for me and for all of us, this is the time most important of all that we need to be close with the Lord. We need to spend time with him. More than ever, we need to spend time with him. But my question as I start this sermon today is, um, what is pleasing or normal to you? I think for all of us, it looks different. Um, some things might be similar, but other things might be very different. But for all of us, it looks different. You know, and I think as we change and as we grow in the Lord, that also changes, does it not? What is pleasing and what is important to us changes. I remember when I first came to the Lord, the things that were important to me, they aren't important to me anymore. And the things that are important to me today they weren't even on, even thought of back then. So something happened that changed that. So what changed? The way I view things changed. The way I treat people changed. And the way I make decisions changed. So many things did change. And there's many more things that changed. Even my appearance changed, and these, ch- and with these changing changes, what is important and pleasing to me today? For some of us, it may be our homes, maybe our family, it may be our church that is important and pleasing to us today. Maybe our jobs. For all of us, I think it would be different things. Some of us probably will have some things in common that are important to us or are pleasing to us. But is that the question I really should be asking today? What is pleasing to us? Or should I be asking, what is pleasing to the Lord? And the title of my sermon today is What is pleasing to the Lord? The scripture I will be using today is Romans 12:1 and 2. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And then you'll be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Lord, let us pray today, Lord Jesus, that you will take this word today, that you will use it in the way you want to use it, Lord, that you will speak to each and every one of us in the way you want to speak to us, Lord. Let it come from you, Lord. This word did come from you, Lord. Let it speak. Let it be used by you in a mighty way today, Lord Jesus, for each and every one of us, Lord. I pray that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, most of us know that this book was uh, written by Paul. And it was written to the Romans back in uh, A.D. 57. And um, it's thought that he was in Corinth at the time when he wrote it. And at that time, it was prominently Gentiles. There was some a minority of Jews there, but it was prominently Gentiles that it was written to. Uh, and the theme of the book is God's plan for salvation for all peoples, Jew and Gentiles alike. That, was, that, that is the theme of this book, is the theme of salvation for all of us, for everybody. Everybody. God wants all of us to be saved, all of us to know him in an intimate and special way. Know him as our Lord and our Savior. So let's break down this um, scripture and see what God has for us today. Starts off with the word, therefore, or because of God's mercy, I urge you. See, for what he has done for us should lead us to this scripture. We, we can't just read the scripture and not realize what this mercy really is. What does this mercy look like for you today. Well, Paul describes this mercy in chapter 11. Romans 11, verse 32. It says, For God has bound everyone over to disobedience, so that he may have mercy on them all. In the message translation, it says that we all experience what it is like to be outside so he can personally open the door and welcome us back in. We have all been on the outside of his will at some point in our life. And like the word says, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So he can have mercy on us And bring us back to him. And his mercy is evident to us. Do we recognize God's mercy in our lives today? Do we see it? Do we still know it? Or have we forgotten where we came from? And what God did for us. I think right from the beginning of the scripture, we need to realize what he really did for us, the price he paid for us. That was his mercy. It wasn't something that we can we can buy. It's not something that we deserve. But it's something that he gave to us freely as his mercies. Then he says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is like a free will offering. But not dead as the offerings of old, but alive. A living offering for Him. Giving over of our body and our soul to Him. Every part of us to Him. See, Christ's sacrifice was for our atonement, to pay for our sins. But our sacrifice is for His acknowledgement. See, when people see us sold out and, and, and sold out for Christ and they see Christ in everything we do, guess what? That is a sweet sacrifice to him. When they see that, when our, everything we do is for him. People see that. That is a sacrifice to honor God for what he has done for us. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, Do you not know your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Who is in you, who you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Are we honoring God with our bodies today in everything we do? And then it says, holy and pleasing to God. That is what's pleasing to him, is when we give ourselves over to him. That is what's holy and pleasing to him. Not to us. It's not pleasing to us. Being a Christian does not mean we get pleased all the time. It means that it's pleasing to God. It's pleasing to him, not to us. That is what it is. Romans six nineteen says, "Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurities and ever in- increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, which leads to holiness." See, we need to be sl- we were slaves to sin. Think of the things you used to do in your sinful nature and the things you did to to sin, the prices that you paid to sin. Are we paying prices now for righteousness? Are we paying prices now for him? Are we choosing to live a holy life and submitting ourselves to him, our bodies, every part of us? 1 Thessalonians 4, 7 says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. That is what he's called for us, to live a holy life. For all of us as Christians, we do. We have struggles. We struggle with the flesh. We struggle with the things of this world at times. We struggle with sin at times. But he has called called us to be holy. And I think, you know, one thing is important, that we keep close connection with him no matter what. And if we do fall short, that we go running to him, go crying to him quickly. Don't wait. Go quickly to him. Realize that he wants us to be holy. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our shortfalls. And learn and see how much more we need him. And we need his mercies today. Just as much as we did in the beginning. We need his mercies today. Every day we need his mercies. Let us not forget. Let us not be ignorant to the flesh, let us not be ignorant to what it can do to us. Let us not be ing- ignorant to what it can do to our relationship relationship with God. It will separate us from him. This is what is pleasing to him. It's when we come to him, we come running to him. We give ourselves over to him. We lay it all down to him. This is what is pleasing to him the way we live our life, is your life pleasing to him today? Or is it pleasing to you? That's a tough question, but that is a question that the Lord put on my heart. Is, is your life pleasing to him today, or is it pleasing to you? Who are you trying to please today? Because, you know, in trying to please him, what we're doing is we are truly and properly worshiping him. That is what worship is. Worship is not a song. Worship is our life. Our life should be a vessel of worship. Everything about it should be worship. It is not just merely a ritual, an activity that we do, as many of us see worship, but it is the involvement of our whole hearts our whole body, our whole mind, an obedient service to God. And it's not just sometimes. He wants it all the time. Not when we're just at church, but when we're at home. And when there's nobody home, and nobody can see what we're doing, that that, that he still wants us to worship him. He still wants us to worship him. I remember a time in my life when um, I, was, um, I, 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 was, I was young in the Lord, but the Lord was dealing with something in my life. Um, I was very much obsessed with lifting weights, obsessed with my build, obsessed with my body, my diet, and so many things. And my whole life revolved around being in good shape, being, uh, being, you know, eating well, I'm doing, I counted all my calories. I did everything. I washed I, I, I over everything. I spent hours a day lifting weights, hours a day working out, hours a day focusing on how I looked and how strong I was and how well-shaped I was and how my diet was. And I'll never forget one day, I was bench pressing and uh, my shoulder went out. I'll never forget. It. And the weights fell on me and I'll never forget, and it, it, it was not good. <laughs> it wasn't a good place. I was by myself. Not a place where you should be when you're lifting. I was by myself in my cellar, but I remember it. And I remember I had to roll the weights down my body, and I had to throw them off of me. And, and, and my shoulder was in excruciating pain. And that pain continued. It, it continued for a long period of time. I had pain in my shoulder. I constantly was always my shoulder. I couldn't lift it up. I couldn't turn it. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And at that time, the Lord had put on my heart, and he spoke to me at that time. You know, he just put it on my heart that I was too focused on myself. That he wanted me to focus on him. And I'll forget that. And this went on for a couple of years, this shoulder injury. And it bothered me. It hindered me. I con- it was like, um, I think about it, it was, like, it was like a thorn in my side because it kept on poking me and kept on reminding me. Kept on reminding me. But I also don't forget one day being here with uh, Pastor Wayne in the front row of this church. And a lady was here that we've never met before in our lives. And all of a sudden, we were praying over people and, and she came over and she prayed healing over my shoulder. And I don't ever forget I've never had a problem since. Now, now that changed my whole mindset on healing. Now, don't get me wrong. God, at that moment, wanted to heal me. And I believed that, and I received that. That doesn't mean that he's always going to do that. At that moment, for some reason, he wanted to heal me, and he healed me. But you know what? I've never gone back to lifting weights. I never got that obsessed with that lifestyle any longer. So, you know what? I believe the Lord knew I was mature enough to move on. I was mature enough to move on and to realize how much more important is Him and the time I spend with Him. Don't get me wrong, I stay in good shape. I, I do run, I do different things, but I don't, know, I don't obsess over it like I used to. It's not a priority anymore. My pri- that's not my priority anymore. What is your priority in life today? What is your priority? Is it to worship God? Because it says in the next verse, it says in verse 2, he says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of this world? It is evil and corrupt, is it not? The message translation says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. How many of us just fit into the world today and everything seems normal? We should not live for this world or the ways of this world, but we should live for the Father, should we not? Which led me to 1 John 2, 15-17. And I'm taking this from the Message Translation because I like the way it was worded. And it says, Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world world, world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the father it just isolates you from him the world in all its wanting wanting and wanting is on the way out but whoever does what god wants is set for eternity let us live as the word says as aliens to this world, set apart from this world, set apart from the things of this world, different. We are called to be different. People don't like to be different, but we are called as Christians to be different, to think differently, to act differently, to respond differently. Then it goes on to say, instead of following this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, this is a process, not just a single event, that's for sure. This is a process. This is a process of sanctification, that we need to, we are changed, we are constantly being changed, we are constantly, constantly being transformed into his image, are we not? I want you to think about the things you thought about when you got saved. What was important to you? Is it important to you today? Today? Your belief system, what you believed about certain things. Do you believe that today? I know one thing that, as I got into the world, the Word of God, my my thinking totally changed. What I thought was right was not right. What I thought was wrong might have been right. There was things that I didn't had no clue. But when I got into the Word, then all of a sudden I saw God's heart. And it changed who I was. Everything about me. It changed everything about me because of His Word and because I saw who God was. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all with, who, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image. With ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. It doesn't say we we are being transformed. We are being changed. As long as we are here, we are being changed. So, what is being transformed? Our minds. Our minds are being made like Christ. Christ Christ-minded. Ephesians 4, and 24 says, To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Then and only then will we be able to test and approve God's will. It's after we've been we're being transformed, our mind is being changed, then we'll be able to see God's will, then we will see what God meant, then we will see what God wants for us, what He wants for what his plan is as we're being transformed, we will get to know God's plan we will get to see who He is so It is as we are being transformed and renewed that his will will be revealed to us, not before. And what is God's will? Well, we know by the scripture that it is, the first thing it says that it is, it is good. It says in his word that his will is good. It is that which will lead to spiritual and moral growth. That is what his will is for us to grow spiritually, to grow to be more like him. And to grow morally, our, change, our belief systems change. Everything about us change to be more like him. Guess what? Because we need to change. Because we needed changing. We needed transformation. People used to say, oh, you've been brainwashed. I have. Praise the Lord, I've been brainwashed. Thank God I've been brainwashed. Because it needed washing. Second thing it says, that It's pleasing. His will, God's will, is pleasing. Does that mean it's pleasing to us or to him? I would say it's pleasing to him. Sometimes to us, not always. God's will for our lives sometimes is not pleasing to us. It's not something that is easy for us to accept sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. But it's his will. And it's pleasing to him. It is pleasing to him. And the last thing it says that his will is, it is perfect. It doesn't need you to change it. It is perfect. No improvement can be made. His will is perfect. His word is perfect. He is perfect. Christ was the perfect sacrifice, was he not? His plan for salvation was perfect. It doesn't need us to add to it or to expound to it. It is perfect. His plans are perfect. See, the will of God has nothing to do with pleasing us or this world. The will of God has nothing to do with pleasing this world and the system of this world, but to him who is holy and righteous, which is he also wants us to be holy and righteous. So I ask again, what is pleasing to God? First thing I believe—I have three points—and the first one I, I, I really, I really believe is pleasing to God is when we remember His mercies. First thing I think is that if we remember His mercies, Lamentations three twenty-two and twenty-three says, "The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases; His mercies never come to an end." They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They're new every morning. His mercies are daily. His mercy will never, never run out. He will never run out of mercy for us. Never. He'll always have mercy for us. Let us not forget where we come from and what we deserve to be consumed for the way we were, for our disobedience, He gives us mercy because of our disobedience. Let us not forget what we deserve for our disobedience. But he loved us that much that he had mercy on us. That we will come to know him. But let us know. Let us think about what he's done for us. Think about the way we used to live. But don't let us stay there. Let us move on from that. Let us move on for that and say, you know what? Even today I need his mercies. We all do. I don't care who we are. We need his mercies today. It might be a different thing today, but we still need his mercies. Do we not? We do. Let us not forget the price he paid for us. We should be humble and thankful to be a part of his plan because he didn't have to. But we are a part of his plan. It's not something we deserved. It's not something that we earned. But it is something that we are included in. Why? Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. It's not something that we earn. It's not something that you can do tons of um, works to earn it. It is given to us. And He wants us to be a living sacrifice and, and it's devoted and honoring to Him. That's what He wants us to be. I believe it pleases God to have mercy on us because He's full of mercy, is He not? It's what his word says. And he likes to see the results of that mercy. He likes to see us surrendering to him. He likes to see the transformation that happens because of that mercy. He likes to see our sacrificial offerings that we present to him because of that mercy. That is what's pleasing to him. The result from his mercies is what's pleasing to him. It is the change in us because of him not because of us. It is the change in us because of him, not because of what we've done, because of what he's done and what he continues to do in our lives. So let us remember his mercies. Second thing is, what is pleasing to God? The way we live our lives can be pleasing to God. What in your life today is pleasing to him? Think of that. That is worship. Think of what is pleasing to him in your life today. Let us worship him in that way. Or should I ask what is not pleasing in my life today? If there is something in my life that's not pleasing to him, I need to lay it down to him. We probably all can think of things in our lives that might not be pleasing to him. Can we not? Can we not? Let us give our lives fully to him today. This includes all we are, everything about us, every part of our being, our mind, our body, and our soul, every part of us. This includes all we have, all our possessions, all our stuff, and all we do. Where do we spend our time and our effort? Wherever that might be, let it be pleasing to him. Is it pleasing to him? It is all his. Everything is his. All of our material possessions are his. Our finances are his. Our children are his. My grandchildren are his. Everybody, my wife is his. Before it is mine, it is his. She is, my, she is his. She's a blessing to me. Thank God for her, my wife. But she is his. She is his daughter. Are we holding anything back? Is there anything in our life that we're holding back that we don't want God to be involved in? Or we don't want God to take? Is there anything in our lives that we don't want God to have any part of? Is there anything we are not willing to give to him? Are we not willing to give our children over to God if he wants them? Are they too pleasing to us? Well, you know what? Those children are pleasing to him also, are they not? They are. We need to be willing to let whatever it is go. For him, knowing that he has a plan and knowing his plan is good, his plan is pleasing, and his plan is perfect. He wants it all today. If there is any more, anything you're holding back, lay it down today. And watch what he will do with your life if you lay it down to him. He will use it for his glory if we lay it down to him, no matter what it is. And my third point is, where is your home? Are we so attached to this earth and the earthly things? Or is our home in heaven with him? Do we see beyond what we see here in this world, in the, in the things of this world? Are we living here? Are we living in heaven here, on earth, which he wants for us? Because we're living in heaven and earth. Guess what? We will have that joy. We will have that peace. We will, we will, not, we, we will be able to walk and stand strong for him. Where is your home? This will determine who you will follow and who you obey, where your home is. This will determine what you believe and what you stand for, where your home is. This will determine who you are, where your home is. Stan's home was in heaven. Gloria's home is in heaven. Personally knowing them, they were godly people who lived heaven on earth. And they st- and she's still here doing the same through this trying time. We must be renewed. Our hearts must be renewed. Our hearts need to become like God's hearts. Our spirits must be renewed. Which, which, which is what leads us and guides us. Our character must be, re- must be renewed to be like Christ. Our sympathies must be removed. We need to be sympathetic to what God is sympathetic to. Our understanding must be renewed. Our conscience must be renewed. Our thoughts must be renewed. Our rules must be renewed. Our designs must be renewed to be like him and be glorifying to him. Our will must be bowed to the will of God. That really struck me when when that came up. Our will must be bowed to the will of God. How hard is that? God's will is not always pleasing to us. It is hard for us sometimes to bow to his will and to his ways. Because it's not pleasing to us always. But it is pleasing to him. And that's what we need to remember. What is pleasing to him no matter what the cost. It may cost you your home. It may cost you your possessions. It may cost you your life. But if that's his will, that is pleasing to him. Our affections need to be made spiritual and heavenly. Our affections need to be made spiritual and heavenly. Not of this world. It says the ones who love this world do not love God. That's what the word says. It's not talking about people. We love people. He's saying the things of this world, the system of this world, the ways of this world, because this world is under the rule of we know who. The enemy. But we don't have to be a part of that. We can be above that. We can step out from that and be under his covering and his love and be in his glory with him. Let us live in heaven, not on earth, Now, in all of this, the mind is the acting, ruling part of all of this. So, the renewing of the mind is the renewing of the whole man. You know, when I got saved, my whole my my whole mind changed. Everything, the way I I, I'll be I'll be honest with you, the way I vote changed. The way I see so many things in life today changed. The way I, everything about me changed, the way I, the way I rose my, chil- my children up changed, the way I looked at certain things, the way I looked at discipline changed. Everything changed. Everything had to change. And you know what? things are still changing, are they not? God's still changing us. He's still letting us up. there's even more. He's not done with us yet. when we start making decisions based upon heaven and not our own agenda, or the world's agenda, then I believe we are truly worshiping and pleasing God. It's when we base our decisions based upon him, not to please us and not for our agenda, or the world's agenda, but to please him. That is true worship of God. Let us as Christians in this time be true worshipers of God, giving all everything over to him. Just, just, just be being filled with his peace, with his love, and walking in that, and sharing that, and I believe in a very respectful, gentle, loving way. Not in arrogance, because love is not arrogance, but let us share what we have with, with people around us who need what we have. I'm sharing this right now with you right here. We're sharing this, are we not? We're sharing what God has for us. And that's what the word says he has for us. So today, as we reflect on this word, take this time right now, and let's think about this. Let's reflect on these things. First thing is his mercies. Let's reflect on his mercies. In the beginning of your walk, What did his mercies look like? Well, what's his mercies look like for you today? He is still a merciful God today. He's still having mercy on you today. What does it look like? Are you thankful? Do you recognize what God's doing in your life? Do you see him working in your life today? It says in his word that they are fresh every day. Are they fresh in your life today? Take this as a time to reflect on His mercies for you. Take this as a time of getting with Him. Take this as a time of spending time with Him right now. Don't wait, do it now. Next thing is how do you honor the Lord with your lives today? How are you honoring the Lord with your life today? For those of you that might be watching this that don't know the Lord in the way we're describing, this is an invitation for you to know the Lord in this way also. All you need to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and Savior and you will be saved. Just believe it. Believe what it says in his word that he died on the cross for you, that he rose for you and that he is a living today. And He wants nothing more but you to come to Him and be, And He wants to forgive you. He wants to share His mercies with you. And He wants you to come to Him. So today, if there's anything in your life that's not honoring the Lord either, lay it down. Put it down right now. Lay it down at His altar right now. His altar is wherever you're at. That's His altar. His temple is you. You are his temple. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, are we not? Let us offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to him. And the third thing is, where is your home today? Are we so attached to things in this world that we can't see? If there's anything in this world that's holding you back or you're hanging on to, let it go. And see what God will do. Because He wants things in heaven for He has things in heaven for us today, even today, for us to have today. He has gifts for us today to use today. And to be a blessing to us today. And let us honor God today. And let our lives be a song. If we want a song, let our lives be a song. We sing to him today. Let, us, let our lives be a song. Let it be a, a song that we wrote for him today. That is pleasing to him today. Let our lives be everything to him today. And let it, our lives worship him today. And Lord, I just pray right now, Lord. I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this word. I thank you for what you've done for all of us, Lord for loving us, Lord, for having mercy on us, Lord, for receiving us, Lord. And I just pray today, Lord Jesus, that we will dedicate and uh, devote ourselves to you, Lord, that we will sell, we'll give it all to you, that we will let things go and move towards you and realize that's what really matters. That, that should be what's pleasing even to us, is to honor you. Let, let us pleasing you please us. Let us pleasing you please us. Let us be pleasing to you, Lord. That's what I pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all, and I look forward to seeing you soon.